Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Clip, what's up? It's Bryce. I know, Clip, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all a little better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live on this Football Friday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And we'd love for you to be a part of our show today. Check us out on Facebook Live and YouTube subscribe uh seen an uptick on the subscribers let's keep that number growing and uh, give us a like as well and throw in your question comment concern on this friday who you liking in the divisional round of the playoffs will we see an upset this weekend if we are to see that upset who is most likely to pull that upset would it be the texans packers bucks and I don't know. Chiefs, Bills, no upset in that one. Really, the other three we're looking at as far as that goes. Chiefs, Bills, about even with the uh, home team, Buffalo, getting uh, a few points there as the favorite. Uh, We have guests coming up on today's show. We'll talk to Brian North in just a little bit. Talk ECU basketball. A little bit of Pirate football recruiting as well because saw East Carolina offered a Jacksonville running back. I saw that on pr927 fm on x earlier today so uh brian knows uh this fella we'll talk about that and more with brian north coming up from wcti 12 in hour number one hour two tony dunn will join us as we will make our divisional round picks and talk about what's going on around the nfl uh still waiting on a lot of coach hires the belichick to falcons rumor uh heating up more so on this friday so uh, we'll get into that who does tony want to be the next panthers head coach we'll talk about uh the manders who need a coach the chargers uh, and everyone in between coming up in hour number two with tony dunn i've already received the picks from joey and db danny beal uh hour three morgan aylers will join us the voice of dowdy ficklin stadium and amenji's coliseum we'll talk about the headlines going on in the sports world heading in to this weekend and mark greenhouse golf shop radio show will let us know what's going on in the world of golf hour number three shirley rhodes is back welcome back shirley good to be back fun day with wes yesterday i heard um we had a major screw up and it wasn't wes's fault yes i also heard it was a big day for alex harper because made a mistake bounced back really strong from that mistake shirley did you hear his great ad reads from yesterday i did and the funny thing is is that when i had mentioned to alex that i was going to be out of the office uh yesterday uh out the first thing out of alex's mouth is do i get to do the live reads and i said actually yeah you probably will because west tends to not want to do them and he was like sweet 
So, uh, and Alex, you did a great job. Thank you. It was a big day for you, Alex. You went under the bus, um, yeah. but you came out a stronger man, I feel like. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, the bus you ran him over. Tracks. Yeah, yeah, the bus ran him back. over, but when they the bus tried to come back in reverse and run him over again, he was able to get out of the he way. He escaped. He escaped. I feel like. And you, uh, you were a part of the the roast yesterday. We we had all eyes on you, but here you are today, and now I feel like you're you're part of the gang after yesterday. Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> Thank made, you. That's I, all it took. I even made a promo featuring you, Alex. What you know? You know you have made it in PRL lore when we roast you and then it winds up becoming I have a uh, I have two sound bites already, don't I? Yeah, you do. Whatever is sound bites. Uh this one? I'm a girl long snapper. <laughs> and right. uh hold on one second, I gotta find the other one what because it's got? in a different spot. Hold on one second. I mean you've been here two weeks, you got two sound bites. That's yeah. Where the heck did it go? If did you somebody a, move my stuff? A sound bite a week. You'll be, uh, you'll be doing really hold good. Hold on, hold on. He he may not have moved it. I may have put it somewhere and I just didn't realize where. Well, I mean, oh, I, here it is. We can talk about it later. Time to go to break. <laughs> yeah. I so saved that, that is one now, for sure. Yeah, if, we're, if I'm yapping and we need yes. to go to break, mm-hmm. you can hit that. And I have. I have used it. There is a sound bite that, uh, oh, we'll get to the chat game real quick. Tyler says, Chon finally transferred. <laughs> Well, he's not here, as you can see. I am alone in the studio. And he is doing something pirate radio business related. Yes. He is uh, working on sales, which is very important. Without our great advertisers, uh, we're not here. I, I guess we could still be here, but we wouldn't have lights and a microphone. I wouldn't have a paycheck. I'd just be talking in an empty room to nobody. Mm-hmm. A padded, a padded room, which could be my future anyway. Um, <laughs> so we got to get those uh, those advertising sales. So that is important. I am a little upset that I found out he was going to a three o'clock meeting at two fifty three. That's what you guys were arguing about in the hallway. Yeah, that's what you were fussing at him about. Yeah, yeah. he kind of he kind of waited till the last minute to let you know that he wasn't going to be here for the start of the show is he going to join us later on in the show that apparently is the plan so okay. i mean two things can be true here he's doing a very important job yes i'm not denying that I'm uh, yeah we're surpri- not that that's not that's that's not part of the argument i'm mostly surprised that he actually trusted me to get the show started today after yesterday's debacle so <laughs> appreciate the trust and chandler honeycutt has for I, me. I will say though chandler can be a little dramatic at times and he was giving me the, uh, I guess, the rundown after as far as what happened at the beginning of the show yesterday. So he was telling me about it this morning. And I mean, he was invested. I mean, it came, the story came with full-blown, you know, gestures and movements. It looked more like an interpretive dance. It was, it was wildly entertaining to hear the story of something as simple as you know the missing five minutes missing yeah yeah well look he wasn't really exaggerating it was a an emotional moment it was a complete meltdown by alex he was freaking out I, i tried to video it and he had his eyes on his monitor up there and he's doing stuff and he says clip stop recording me and 
I got a little scared at that moment, and I put my phone down. I wanted to record it to show everybody, but Alex, um, you know, punked me into not recording him. So, uh, yeah, we didn't get it on tape. Uh, Tyler says communication is key. What did you hear me say that to Chandler today? I said, are yes. we not communicating today? Yes, that's that was what alerted me that something wasn't quite right as far as as uh the dynamic between you two today because i heard you say communication is key you should have communicated this to me a little bit you know further out than just three minutes before airtime um i'd asked him to do something else today didn't do it like, hey. I, I was just a little frustrated with chandler you should have told me to do it i'd do it well it it, it involves sales shirley and you're not oh. in sales okay yeah i'm not in sales so I I'm, had, not, I'm not I, a very good salesperson. I had to go to my sales guy. Yeah. So well, that's that's what he does. Well, uh, we'll get Chandler in here at some point today, probably. Um, a lot of people talking about my. What do you call this? See, I call it a toboggan. That's what I call it. What do you call it, Alex? I call it both a toboggan and a beanie. Beanie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Russ says, "Looks like I'm going to rob a bank." To me, I think the only difference between a toboggan and a beanie to me is the little poofy thing on top. That is a great point. So what is the poofy thing? That's the that toboggan. That makes it a toboggan. Yes, this a, is beanie. a beanie. Yeah, that would be a beanie to me, what you're wearing. I got this like 10 years ago, maybe more on eBay for like $5. It was really? A great buy. Yeah. Oh, that's the, a nice yeah. pirate school. On great it. investment right there. Great investment. <clears throat> Jamie says, I'm giving him little scary vibes with the beanie yeah 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 steve says chon not here on a friday shocked <laughs> uh that's a good point he does have a point there uh jamie asking what's my take on this gruden versus rg3 stuff hey i'll get to that because that is very um this is why social media like people say the world has changed it definitely has but I feel like a lot of stuff goes on now that went on years and years and years and years ago. We just didn't know about it. We just didn't get to see it. Like players in clubs and stuff. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Mickey Mantle was always at the bar, but nobody had a picture of him. Like you get, Babe Ruth was, I'm sure, out late at night, but nobody knew, like other than the seven people he was surrounded by doing those things. But like the now we get to see athletes and coaches if they choose to do so act like the rest of us idiots in the world and start bickering and arguing with each other for the world to see and that is what jay gruden and rg3 uh, are doing right now and it's just another example of the awful organization that i root for and the time that those two were together and what would it have been 2014 through 20 17 18 whatever it was uh but anyway yeah it's uh i started to make a, a joke about emails but then i realized wrong gruden no this gruden does his damage on x where chucky does his via email if chandler was here he'd be doing a gruden impression right now but he's not um here's what i want to start with did anybody hear the uh <laughs> i saw this on x earlier this week the i guess it's a minor league hockey the announcer meltdown did y'all hear this i, I hope not, not. This, All right, good. this i did this not. is not this 
this is not Brooksy, is it? <laughs> it feels like a league that Brooksy would be calling. I'm trying to see the teams. It looks like Sydney versus Mac Nine or something. Max. I can't really. I can't. I don't know what league this is. Okay. Uh, but it, the, the tweet said by far the craziest play-by-play call of all time. Someone needs to check on this announcer. So I was like, all right, I'll click this. Uh, Shirley, here it is. The uh, you want the whole thing? Yeah, the whole okay. shebang bang. Let's hear it. The rush holds it back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. And that puck's going to go out of play here, and uh, that's going to do it for that sequence right there. Nine twenty-five. Let's. I apologize if I just uh, I just damaged your eardrums there. Just it went right over the mesh, right over my head. So uh, I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone's a uh, few people look at me. I'm fine. Just I'm fine. Just I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh I'm fine. I'm I apologize fine. for that one right there and for saying, oh, my God, I shouldn't be saying that. I'm sorry. Just OK. <laughs> I'm just trying to catch my breath here. Just OK. Just all right. As we're back to this thing, rush here with it. He sounds like he went into labor. It's just all of a sudden. He says, oh, my God, and then immediately apologizes. I shouldn't say, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to say that. Oh, no, did I bust your eardrums? I'm sorry. I apologize. What? That noise, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> that is a play-by-play announcer <clears throat> doing a hockey game. Not somebody in a haunted house. Not somebody that just saw a jump scare in a movie. Nobody came up behind him. Now, I will say... Oh, gosh. Even I reacted when he did that. I kind of jumped. I was like, what is he screaming at? Well, he did apologize. Well... He apologized profusely for a number of things. That is the most frantic scream I've ever heard during a sporting event. (laughs) That's very undignified. And, like, the pug's got to be long gone by that point. I guess it's flying across. It's coming by fast. That scream was way too long and drawn out. <laughs> it's like the uh, Austin Powers when the uh, steamrollers coming yeah. at him at one mile per hour. He's like, no. <laughs> this guy. My favorite part is the very beginning, too. The rock. I was like. D. I was like, is he singing? What is he doing? And then all of a sudden, he went from that to... (laughs) (laughs) Now, hockey announcers, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, it's possible that it's not, but I would imagine. Hockey announcers are pretty close to the glass, aren't they? No, they're up in the press box. Oh, up in the press box. Okay. Correct. So Yeah, they got to be able to see the whole ice. Okay, that makes sense. But how how far up do you have to be where a hockey puck can threaten you i guess you could say i mean because most hockey rinks you know have some netting um they try to take the proper precautions to to protect you from an errant hockey puck judging by the sound quality of that commentator i'm guessing this is played in a venue more similar to Carolina Ice Zone mm-hmm. than to PNC Arena. Right. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Pucks okay. flying all over the place. All right. Well, I mean, if it's a puck flying all over the place, I mean, <laughs> I yeah, can I've see got that the video happening. Of it. There's no like. There, oh there's yeah, a there's bit definitely of seating. It looks like yeah, on this yeah, side. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. But there's none on the other side. There's enough room for a bench, and that's about it. So this guy is probably exposed to everything. 
just I I really would have loved to have had video of his reaction at that very moment. Eric says I get a quick scream, but continuous. That's what gets me. Like yeah. what is he still maybe he's like feeling his head to make sure it's still there that it didn't get <laughs> lopped off. I wonder is he cousins with the um that ba- the basketball announcer, Shirley? Do we oh, start? No! That guy. <laughs> Have you heard the Charlotte Hornets announcer before? Have we heard Eric Collins before? Of course we have. If Chandler was here, he'd be doing an impression right now. This is true. Oh, Terry. Two beauties. Yeah, we talk about Eric Collins a lot. A lot. Chandler oh, yeah. loves him. I, I'm sorry. I think he's a Gus Johnson wannabe. Not sure what's going on. Sabarino, however. This guy going to is the, the best, line. Though. Just a few seconds ago, was in this exact position. One and one. And that one falls off the mark. <laughs> Wait, you cut it there? Oh, sorry, sorry. Wait, I thought it there. Ah, dang it! All right, let me start. That over. is a great sorry, part of sorry, it, though. Sorry. And it Not falls. Not sure what's going on, Sabarino. Not however, sure what's going, going on. Going to the line. My cousin's currently calling a hockey game Just across a few town. Seconds ago, Hope he's doing well. Position. Hope he doesn't get hit by a puck. <laughs> <laughs> one and one. One and one. Announcer voice. That one falls off the mark. Here comes D'Angelo. He pulls up his three-pointer. Oh no! sigh the other night no that's just hit the sigh the uh sigh oh no a lot of screaming announcers going on here but that's, that's what makes it fun well you you've done one it just wasn't an oh no it was are you kidding me are you kidding me that was when hey look that Crystal was the time Smith where hit that shot i got caught up in the moment yeah screaming crowd shirley's going crazy uh the farmville central girls are storming the court we well, got I have that one there too we got that crowd right behind us megan zulu to crystal smith shot goes in it goes in farmville I love that part. Are you kidding me? It's like I, a Dick Vitale I, moment. I morphed into Dick Vitale, and I had an out-of-body experience. You did. Joey says, what time is picks? I'm trying to uh, trying to stop by the studio, maybe. Let me ask you something. Well, Tony's on the phone, so he won't be here. We'll probably do picks around 420 or so. Yeah, come on by, brother. Ish. Because, I mean, Chandler's not in the chair. I mean, Clip needs some company over there in the main stage. I'm lonely. By the way, Ellerby, uh, we have heat. I'm just wearing this today because I don't have a hoodie. I didn't wear a hoodie. I wore this, which I like this shirt, but it's a sweatshirt. I was going to say, well, now that you brought it up, this might be the first time in a long time I've seen you not wear a hoodie. Yeah, and my ears, I I knew my ears were going to be cold during the day. So I brought this, and I have my hat just in case I can go back and forth. But right now, I feel pretty comfortable. The only thing I don't like, it does make me a little itchy. Oh, yeah. that That's one of the biggest things about beanies. 
or toboggans for that matter they do make my head itch or a knit cap and situations arise where you know of course when we're doing the show we have to wear headphones so if i'm wearing a toboggan and i've got the poof in the way (laughs) the headphones kind of sit funny and then i get uncomfortable (laughs) i gotta take it off my head and then you've got some seriously bad bedhead speaking of that clip i need clarification did you say that you knew your ears were going to be cold today even though you wear headphones and talking to a microphone for a living yeah but i don't sit like this all day this is true he does not i do this well, from three to six so you what about wore, the other hours wear the toboggan then and then i did yeah he hasn't taken that thing off since all right he got my here. bad dude no, it's fine. I, mean, I, look, I, I, mean, I asked you about your Uggs yesterday. Hey, I got better shoes on today, by the way. I, it's fine. Nobody, look, Uggs are fine. And suede, Wes. Suede. And by suede the way, on the outside. Jenny, you are correct. I am wearing shorts. <laughs> I, I've not worn shorts all week. I was missing it. You you are one of those people that it, it, it probably doesn't really matter what temperature it is outside. You're going to roll up in a pair of shorts. Yeah, I saw today would get like over 50, and I was like, yep, that's shorts weather. Yeah. Oh, we're at a beautiful 51. Tomorrow's going to be brutal. That Arctic blast coming in this weekend is going to be brutal, and I'm going to be outside most of the day on Saturday. Good Lord. This is early, but how about next Thursday? High of 71, low of 60. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to North Carolina, where the weather is drunk. What in the world? And then some thunderstorms next week. So we're going to go high of 35, low of 20 tomorrow. With a wind chill into single digits. High of 71, low 60 next Thursday. That's crazy. Drunk weather. Eric said, I mean, it either hits you or it doesn't. The puck isn't flying two miles per hour. Exactly. <laughs> Jamie said, I wonder what that guy sounds like when he gets his blood taken. I wonder oh, what yeah. he sounds like. <laughs> Or a shot, for that matter. And then you know how did. some people get freaked out with shots, too. Uh, Kaz wants to get free throw, oh no guy, and hockey freak out guy on a call together. That'd be a great two-man boost. Oh, that'd be great. Those oh, guys. no! Oh, no! Just, uh, just a great call. Uh, news of the day. <coughs> See yes, Sports sir? Illustrated is laying off everybody. No, I didn't see that. Oh, my God. It's all I see. Every post on X is somebody posting their favorite Sports Illustrated article or cover, I should say. Well, I, I wonder. I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've got a bunch of them as well. And it's just a shame to me because all these people who are, you know, crying about it today probably haven't aren't subscribed to Sports Illustrated or supporting them in any way. So my point is. While something is here that you really enjoy, like, say, Pirate Radio, make sure you support it. Go to PR927FM.com and get you a sweet Pirate Radio hoodie. Shameless plug. Or a shirt. Uh, Make sure you support our great advertisers. Correct. Make sure you like and subscribe and follow us so we won't have to one day say r.i.p pirate radio and then everybody be oh i love pirate radio man i wish it was back man where do you gotta go man you know sometimes love it while it's here don't wait till it's gone yeah you never know what you got till it's gone now i wonder how much of this could have been you remember that story that broke about uh, sports illustrated not too long ago that supposedly there were some ai 
uh, oh, sports yeah. writers, yeah. and you know they got exposed for that. How much did that weigh into what happened today? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I hadn't really looked into it. I just see a bunch of people putting up their favorite Sports Illustrated uh, covers. Well, Pat Forty just tweeted out probably about 15 minutes ago. Uh, his tweet says the entire staff was not laid off. There's still a website and a magazine. However, it was an ugly, brutal day with many lay- layoffs. Nothing quite like hearing colleagues and friends saying they got termination emails in real time while on a union Zoom call. Mm. Now, that's not exactly the way you'd like to, to get that information. So, you know, I mean, it's it's brutal regardless. I mean, losing a job is is no fun. Anybody who's ever lost a job knows that. But, um, you know, I, I do wonder how much did that AI controversy play into that. Eric uh, says we need a link to the store placed on the video description every day. Alex, A-L-U-X-X. Can you make that happen? Let's let's we'll we'll see if Big Dog can. No, work that out I for can. No, I can. No, I know you can, and I believe you can. But let's just not try it right now. Yeah, you're right. You're uh, right. Steve says Uggs are not fine. You can't get them at Fleet Feet. Good point, Steve. Great point. Uh, Tyler wants a PRL beanie. I believe Big Dog is working on that. Let's take a break. When we return. Oh, I uh, saw Johnny. Johnny Stat said. No slight to Shirley, but I've never enjoyed the stock market wrap-up more. <laughs> that was a mess. Greg Hudson had no idea how his money was doing when Wes was reading that yesterday. I heard that, and I was like, oh, no. It was almost like, Wes, haven't you ever had something that's battery-operated, and then all of a sudden it just starts slowing down and nothing starts to make sense? That's what Wes, Wes did yesterday. Steve's asking you. I wonder what that announcer sounded like when he heard about the Sports Illustrated layoffs. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Probably something like that. Oh, goodness me, oh, my! I apologize for saying, oh, my God, on the air. <laughs> I apologize for that. Shouldn't have said that. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Brian North joins us after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're out by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. News and notes I want to hit on in hour two when we talk NFL. So, uh, Alex, remind me of these. 
Adam Schefter says the Raiders are working to finalize a deal to make Antonio Pierce their full-time head coach. He was 5-4 and four in nine games as the interim. And uh, the Black Hole really liked what he was doing. I saw the final game of the season. They were chanting his name and uh, looked like the fan base wanted him to stay on as Raiders head coach and appears that could be the case. Um, the Bills will not have Gabe Davis again this weekend. He will sit. Um, I missed this one. Bill O'Brien headed to Ohio State to be the offensive coordinator. I did see that this morning. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. Okay. And Cliff Kingsbury and the Bears are likely to talk, according to ESPN sources, about their vacant offensive coordinator spot. So, uh, nothing on the Panthers, nothing on the Commanders this hour. Uh, but we will talk NFL and make our divisional round picks coming up at 4 o'clock. Right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, Brian North, WCTI 12, here on a Friday. North, how you doing, man? Kind of like the Pirate basketball team. I'm fighting it a little bit right now. Man, um, did you punch a wall after the game? Uh, <laughs> Mike Schwartz, a bloody hand at the post-game press conference. Uh, after Wednesday night's loss, and that was a uh, that was a soul crusher, Brian. I, I kind of focused on uh, the official missing a right. an offensive pass interference, but uh, a lot of others immediately focused on the the poor execution from the defense after R.J. Felton makes a miracle shot. And there's no timeout, Brian. It's a scramble, so it's a lot of instinct and uh, and probably some luck involved into what North Texas was able to do the other night. Well, it's everything involved, right? And I thought uh, Michael Schwartz had a great explanation about the defense, right? You can't sit there and, and lay back all the way because uh, a three-pointer beats you. And so you've got you to gotta play up with three seconds and make them work and, and waste some clock. I mean, how many times do we see a, a, a long court pass like that? And how many times does that actually work? Uh, yeah. Intended on target. And then he made a difficult shot on top of that. So there's a lot of factors there that, I don't know if the defense is as much to blame. The two-handed shove was blatant and obvious, but that gets missed. But the guys still have to make a really difficult shot in traffic. It's not like it was a, it was a gimme layup. So a lot of things had to happen there, and they did. And sometimes that just happens in sports. It's kind of like the yin to the yang of making a, a half-court shot to win a game earlier this year. So uh, it just kind of the, the law of averages works out sometimes. And as we sit here on this Friday, the only undefeated team in uh, AAC play is North Texas because Memphis – uh, showed that night in, night out, you just can never tell in the world of college basketball. They lose to South Florida last night, 74-73. to 73. Uh, So uh, North Texas is the only undefeated team in conference play, and that, that's a tough one for Memphis. They'll, they'll still be all right if they can uh, do what they need to do to get into the tournament. Brian, this is the first time we've talked since uh, I saw SMU in Menji's Coliseum. They're the best team I've seen ECU play this year. So I'm look. I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do the rest of the year. I think we can get three teams in from the American uh, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. It depends on how much they beat up on each other and how many more upsets you get. You know, resumes are going to matter, and then it matters what happens in other conferences and and um, you know what well, at large bids that have to be taken up because of teams um, getting upset in their conference tournament. So. A lot of it will have to be worked out, but the eyeball test tells you probably about free from the conference. We, uh, what did we learn this week in college basketball, Brian? We learned that you can shoot the double bird in a game <laughs> and not get in trouble for it. Not get, not get in trouble, right? I, it's amazing. I, 
No, no, I think what we learned is you can shoot the double bird at a referee whose back is turned, then get on Twitter immediately and apologize. So when they reprimand you, you've already apologized. Yeah. So I, I, I think his, his social media apology may have helped him a little bit in that situation. I was screaming all Wednesday night uh, after a bad call. Give him the bird. You can't get in trouble. <laughs> Nothing will happen. But no, no ECU players uh, took me up on that. So uh, you know what? What does it get you? You know, maybe some uh, infamy uh, gets your name known a little bit more, but probably not a whole lot's going to come out. Of you become a meme at that point, I guess. Become a meme. Correct. Uh, let's look at uh, what's going on. How about NC State winning that game? That was a big win for the Wolfpack, who are now thirteen and four, five and one in ACC play. And, Brian, I'm not paying attention to North Carolina maybe as close as I should. They are top five. They are 6-0 and in the ACC. How real are the Tar Heels this year? I think the chemistry has been great, and I think they're really hitting on it. R.J. Davis is a different player this year. Now he doesn't have Caleb Love uh, causing him consternation on all different levels. And, so, um, and, and then the players that they've added through the transfer portal. It's just been they hit on the chemistry this year. And this kind of looks like one of those Carolina teams it just looks like they're going to be good all year long, not go through the ups and downs. It's not that they're not beatable, but they're going to be solid in and out. They seem to have a high basketball IQ. They've got the big man down low in Baycott. Uh, again, the transfers have really worked out for them so far, and they're starting to develop some of the younger guys too. So I, I think they are a legitimate contender for the ACC title. Uh, it's hard to tell when it comes to the NCAA tournament. That's still a ways off. It's so hard to tell now because teams change so much year to year and you just don't know where their chemistry level is going to be. But for UNC, their chemistry level looks like it's it's pretty legit this year. Well, I mean, you can go ahead and call them an NCAA tournament contender, Brian, because there's like 30 NCAA tournament championship contenders this year. I mean, are there any teams above the rest? UConn won it last year. They are looking really, really good this year. Purdue and UConn sitting at 15-2. and two. Kansas 14-2. and two. Houston 14-2. and two. I mean, you've got teams at the top that could be there at the end, but does that stretch out to number 12 Arizona or 13 Auburn or, you know, what we saw last year with FAU and San Diego State? Like, it still feels to me uh, very, very wide open. It, it depends on who gets hot at the yeah. end, right? It does, it does the hotness and the chemistry and the, all those things uh, trump talent that from other teams that you see. So, no, I, I don't think you can declare anybody at this point. I think there's still a lot to be decided. There's still teams that are still developing. Then you've got a team like NC State, which may not have the greatest talent, but, boy, are they scrappy, and they have good chemistry, and it seemed to have come together with them. But they can go into scary scoring drought. So that's the one knock on the Wolfpack, but – you know, they're off to their best ACC start since Jim Valvano was the head coach, if that says anything. So uh, there's just something about this Wolfpack team that is, uh, uh, if they can kind of keep that scrappy chip on their shoulder, they're going to be they're going to be a tough out uh, in the NCAA tournament. Got in a conversation with Matt McCarthy the other day. He asked, you know, are we seeing more upsets night in, night out, quote-unquote upsets? And uh, and without the the super team or teams, is it better? Is it a better product? Uh, I think it makes for a more fun NCAA tournament, but yeah. I don't know if it's better, Brian. I mean, I, I'll I'll just take it from the '90s back when I really started watching college basketball and the amazing UNLV team and Duke had some unbeatable teams. Kentucky, uh, North Carolina's best teams didn't win a championship uh, in the '90s. I would say. 
the what Carter Jamison and the Stackhouse Wallace teams might have been better than the one that won in '93. Uh, but UConn uh, in the early 2000s had a, uh, a dominant team. So like we've seen these really really dominant teams, we just don't have that anymore. Is that good, bad, same? What, what do you think? Well, we always talk about this in any sport. You know, you got to have teams that you love to hate, and so yeah. that makes winning more memorable. Yeah, we're lacking that definitely. Yeah, yeah, you don't have that consistent winner that that kind of can take on the villain role as well. It has its own popular fan base, uh, but also has a bunch of people hate them as well. So, yeah, that's the one problem with with the portal and NIL and all the things now is you just don't. It's hard to build that lasting identity for a while and, and the recognizability factor. And so uh, it's, it's harder to, to get that. For, I mean, you're going to hate Duke because they're Duke and it's based off of memory, but you don't know the players anymore because they're yeah. done so quickly. You don't you don't hate the Christian Leitners like you used to. So um, that that takes away from that aspect of it, of, of, the, of the rivalries and of the memorabil- memorability of it. But it still makes for better basketball night in and night out. It just doesn't give you the lasting memory of, of a dynasty that, that's there for several years. Brian North joining us. Well said. Pirate Radio Live Line, Brian. Uh, to the folks out there, make sure you are following us on social media at uh, PR927FM on X because uh, we're dropping nuggets each and every day. And I saw this one today, Brian, that East Carolina has offered a Jacksonville running back. Now, if I usually see D E M O N, uh, I would say Demon. Since it's a name, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's Demon. But do you know this June uh, fella from Jacksonville? I know Demon June very well, and he's uh, I can't believe it's taken ECU this long to offer him. He has been a stud since he was a freshman in high school, and he was kind of an overweight freshman at running back who's just gotten bigger and stronger, faster every year, and he's put up ridiculous running back numbers. But he might be a better linebacker when he goes to college. He started getting in more defensive snaps last year, and he was a terror on that side of the ball. So he was a demon on that side of the ball. So, um, no, he, he's legit, and he is a – I like to call him a coach's dream. He'll play anywhere you want him to, and he'll he'll play hard. He's a coachable kid. Um, he's hungry. Um, all those things that you look for. He has good grades. Everything is there. So, uh, you know, if he hits all the intangibles that coaches want – He'd be a home run for ECU to get. South Carolina's been on him. I don't know if they've offered him, but South Carolina's had him down for a bunch of visits. And and so um, I was just surprised that ECU was the first in-state school to offer him. According to 24-7 uh, Sports, East Carolina joins Georgia Southern, Old Dominion, and Toledo uh, that have offered. But as you said, Brian, there's others out there that I'm sure are very interest, interested in. You say South Carolina, one of them. So what year is he, Brian? So he's a junior, so we still got his senior year to go. So this will be a gotcha. big summer for him to declare and figure out uh, if he wants to make his decision. Brian, we're talking a little uh, football here on a Friday. Brian, we got the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Um, no Cowboys in these playoffs anymore. No Eagles in these playoffs. I, I joked, and I don't even think I'm joking. This is the best <laughs> postseason for a Washington fan since 1992. <laughs> I've loved the playoffs so far this year. Yeah, I, I was thinking of you when I when I saw the NFC East, which always gets way more credit than it probably deserves, was uh, uh, two and done in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, interesting. I, I didn't think the Eagles could go down there and lose as bad as they were playing. I didn't think they could go into Tampa and lose. They did. And, of course, I picked the Cowboys to win, but the, the Packers uh, played very well, and the Cowboys fit the narrative that uh, non-Cowboy fans have put on them for three decades now. 
I'm a little worried that uh, I'm going to have to find something to watch on Saturday because it sets up for a blowout Saturday. Now, can the Texans give the Ravens a fight? They couldn't in the regular season. Could the Packers uh, give the Niners a fight? The Niners didn't have many fights in the regular season. They blow a lot of teams out of home. Now, so did Dallas. So you're kind of in that same conversation. But I don't know, Brian, what, which team do you give the best chance to maybe pull a shocker, Houston or Green Bay? Yeah, I, probably Green Bay because they're young and they've got a dynamic quarterback who's got a little bit of experience and they probably don't know any better. And, and San Fran's been a little beat up, but does the week of rest help them? Um, I, I just don't know. If, you know, Houston, I, I probably have underplayed Houston all year long. Um, they're better. They, they've probably got a better team I give them credit for. The quarterback gets all the the love, but they, they, they've had a decent defense. They, they, they've done well. It's just been under the radar, but everybody's calling Baltimore the MVP, the rest they have, even though they're on the fifth string running back. They do get Mark Andrews back at tight end. I just think everybody thinks that Baltimore is going to roll in that one, and I kind of am thinking that too. So maybe Houston gives them more of a game, but of the two, I would think Green Bay has a little bit better shot, but I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm a believer in rest is good in football, and both of those teams coming off those bye weeks, and I think that'll be the difference. Sunday, uh, Lions and Bucks. Brian, my brain had to do some exercises to figure out, you know, what day and month it was when I saw the Lions having a home game at night. I'm like, what is this, a Thursday night game in week five? Because, hey, you don't see the Lions at home on primetime, uh, you know, regardless, but especially in the playoffs, first time ever at Ford Field. Uh, great game against the Rams, and now they get the line, the uh, the Bucks at home. Should be able to take care of business there. We'll see. And then uh, Chiefs-Bills, who you got in Patrick Mahomes' first yeah. ever road playoff game? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It just feels like this is supposed to be the, 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 the day Josh Allen finally gets the demons out and beats Patrick Mahomes and and when it feels like it's supposed to be something like that, it feels like Josh Allen usually turns the ball over <laughs> and Buffalo loses. So this just reeks of a cheap uh, upset to me. Uh, I, I won't pick them. I'll still pick Buffalo because I, I kind of feel like at some point they're due. And um, and just I, I just am not a believer in the Chiefs as much because they just haven't had the the skill player position output that they need. I, I can't believe Cornell Powell has not gotten a shot yeah. at that receiving core. And when I talked to the midseason, he's like, look, man, I've done everything I can. I'm practicing my tail off. Why he's not been given a shot with that receiving core, I don't know. But I'm just not a believer in the Chiefs' skill players. But they have Mahomes and they've got Kelsey. And their defense isn't bad. So, And they can play in cold weather. So there's all, all those things keep, keep making me doubt what I'm feeling. But it, this just feels like a Josh Allen um, uh, career-defining game for him. And, Brian, you always go with the local angle, Eastern North Carolina guy, East Carolina guy. Uh, if there's a tiebreaker in the scenario, we'll just go with Linville Joseph and the Bills. That'll put you over the edge there. And he didn't play. He was inactive for the last couple of games of the regular season. Then all of a sudden they dust off the mothballs. <laughs> to rest him during the regular season because, he's, he, you know, he's not a spring chicken. Yeah. But uh, they bring him out. He played. He was the second-graded player coming out of last week and had a, a great tackle in the goal line. And so – the goal of a buckethead, you know, still hanging on and still playing pretty well. Talked to Greg Hudson yesterday. He said he needs to work out one of these deals where he gets to chill during the regular season and then a team, Washington, makes the college football playoff and says, hey, Greg, we need you as a defensive analyst. Come in and, and try to win a championship with us. That's the beauty of being a big, fat defensive tackle. <laughs> I mean, you take up some space and 
And and that's all they really ask you to do. Yeah. Occupy lockers so other people can make plays. And, and Linval's been great at that for a long time. And look, he set the formula with the Eagles last year and helped them get to the, the Super Bowl and uh, hit the same formula again. Saves his body, the wear and tear. And um, it's worked out well for him so far. And it'll be interesting to see if he can replicate that this year and lead them. Uh, to the to the Super Bowl again out of Buffalo. North, I uh, hope the voice uh, gets better. Are you feeling better than you sound, or you, you feeling bad too? Yeah, it's one of those things. I've been fighting the cold all week, and I haven't really felt bad. Yeah, but just it's, as I've gotten older in life, I get a little bit of cold. Somehow, it gets into my vocal cords and sticks there for two weeks, even though I don't feel bad. So that's kind of where we are. It's, yeah, every year we deal with it. It's Ten a- four. Well, hope uh, hope that clears up. Thanks for joining us today, Brian. We'll check you out on uh, WCTI twelve and talk more sports with you next week. Clipper, hope you have a great weekend. You do the same. There is Brian North joining us. Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break. Come back. You're ready to wrap up our number one. Chan is here. We'll say hello to Chan when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you know there's thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that love ECU athletics as much as you do? Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call 1-800-DIAL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. <laughs> back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Chandler Honeycutt here joining us for a two-minute segment. Yeah, baby! He's got to leave again. Yeah, baby! Now, are you here uh, at the 4 o'clock hour? Nah, I gotta go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm here. We gotta make our NFL picks. I believe Joey may be coming by in studio. Oh, sweet. He uh, did last Friday. Tony Dunn will not be in studio, so we'll be talking to him on the phone. Uh, but we have NFL news and notes to uh, to get to, and we'll make our picks for the divisional round. I saw uh, Antoine Staley, friend of the show, uh, tweeted out that NFL Super Bowl Classics has a channel on uh, Pluto TV, which is completely free, right? Completely free. Yeah. And so I flipped over there, and they're showing Redskins Dolphins. And this is what the Dolphins should look like. They need to go back to these uh, the green uni, surely. These are good-looking Dolphins jerseys and great-looking Redskins jerseys, which, unfortunately, they'll never go back to. Um, Chandler, what is the first Super Bowl you remember watching? Um, Probably, I would say... I would say Patriots and Giants, that first one. What year were you born? 98. Okay. So 2000, I was probably 10. Did I remember watching? Okay. Probably that no, one. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Alex, do you remember your first Super Bowl? Actually, the same one. 
Okay. But I am a couple years younger than Chandler. Man, that does make me feel old. Let me see. I, I swear I have memories. I don't know how. Like one memory of Redskins Broncos from January 31st, 1988. But that would have put me at six years old. Like I'm starting to get in Wes Hines territory. <laughs> I was three months old when I watched my Super Bowl. But I definitely remember the next year, Niners and Bengals. I guess everybody, we went to a Super Bowl party at a friend's house. I guess everybody had bet on the Niners or just wanted the Niners to win. And I liked the Bengals' uh, cool helmets and stuff. And they hit a touchdown, and I was like going crazy. And everybody around me, I remember my dad being like, no, like, I don't know if people had a lot of money on the Niners in the room I was in. But I remember I wasn't supposed to be pulling for the Bengals in that game. Is that Montana versus Azizen? Boomer? How did you say his last name? Azizen? Azizen? Rich Eisen? No. Boomer. Boomer. Boomer Azizen? Boomer Azizen? Boomer Azizen? Boomer Azizen? 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 Yes. Boomer Azizen. Yes, it was. And we need to go to break. Man, Let's take a break. I had fun today, guys. Good segment. Great segment, guys. I had fun. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Hey, you got it. We'll take a break, come back when we return. We'll talk current day NFL. What is the first Super Bowl you remember seeing? Yeah, that was an old feeling moment, Jamie. You're right. We'll take a break, come back. Tony Dunn joins us when we return after you hear from Garth Brooks. I saw the surprise. The fear in his eyes But I took his glass of champagne I toasted you Said honey we may be thrilled You'll never hear me complain But I am friends You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous uh, weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips are everyone's favorite the fried shrimp plate after work down on main street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio join down on main every wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m to close down on main street on main street in historic downtown washington now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live on a friday mark on youtube says What's up, chat? Like and subscribe, and have a great weekend. Hey, Mark on uh, YouTube chat, and hey, Mark in there. He's hanging out in Studio B. You can barely see him on the video. <laughs> I can see his hat. It's like a statue back there. Shirley Rhodes here, A-Harp, Alex Harper, the current long snapper. We got the former long snapper. We got Tony Dunn joining us on the uh, Pirate Radio Live line. What's up, Good, Tony? Hey, guys. Um, Shirley, did I just see... 
that the person who was just singing coming back into the break will be singing the national anthem at the super bowl you are correct sir yes i did see that because i also saw that post malone is going to sing god bless america god bless america i believe did not see that Mm -hmm. the i guess line for reba's national anthem is the shortest time ever posted get maskovich on the phone yeah i guess they think she's gonna run right through it oh say can you see brother don's early line glad you're back chandler tony how you doing today man i am fantastic man i'm glad to be hanging out and talking with you guys uh no so there's a lot of nfl news and notes going on outside of the playoffs but none involving the panthers as far as i can see anything going on uh no well i mean they're just having their interviews for head coaching positions and uh you know just kind of going through the names who have they interviewed thus far <clears throat> they have interviewed so far bobby slowick yeah, from the Houston Texans. Another guy that was on that Washington staff where they show the graphic. As a defensive assistant. Yes, as a defensive. He has coached both sides of the ball. He's been in football since he was, like, coming out of the wound, it seems like. Um, they they did. I think they uh, interviewed the guy from the Dolphins. Um, their offensive coordinator, Frank Smith, maybe? Yes. As well as both of the Baltimore candidates, mm-hmm. um, Todd Monken and uh, I guess uh, I forget. I think it's Mike Mike McDonald. Mc- McDonald, I believe. Wow, I got a name right. Yeah, and I like him because it almost sounds like Mike McDaniel, and it also sounds like Michael McDonald, and I really like both of those guys. And he's like combined into one. Yeah, uh, I mean, if he did karate, he could be Bill McDonald. Uh, Tony loves a old local reference. <laughs> Is he still doing karate around these parts? <laughs> and if he sold burgers, he could be Ronald McDonald. Oh God! I don't even know if he's still alive. Maybe I, I killed people on the radio before, and let me not do it here. Uh, Say they've already got Ben Johnson interviewed as well. And one of the wild things about the whole process is these guys are getting ready for their games. And, like, Ben Johnson did, like, four interviews uh, yesterday, you know. And so, for these guys that are always locked up in the building watching film, they really have to split their time in this uh, lead-up to the playoffs. And you got to wonder, can the NFL do something maybe to improve that system so, you know, it doesn't detract from the playoff performances? Tony Dunn joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. By the way, Bill McDonald um, did pass away on July 29th, 2017. Uh, what a legend, Tony. I know. Um, I'm glad I'm, I haven't. You know what? I'm, I feel like I'm um, I'm batting a thousand today on names. And oh, Wow. You spoke really. I mean, we just got you on the air. <laughs> There's a lot of time for you to screw up here. Hey, we'll see. All right. I know you don't have an answer to this, Tony, but what do you feel like the timetable is uh, for the Carolina Panthers naming their next guy? You know, it seems, I think the interesting part about this, Chandler, is that they are seemingly focusing more on the head coaching position than they are um, on the GM position. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised what we got would this be is this the division round we're in? Yeah. And yeah. we get 
You know, it's probably, I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the week leading up to the championship game. Uh, and depending, too, on the performances, you know, I mean, if you're really calling a guy who progresses through the playoffs, their team continues, say Detroit continues to do well, somehow Houston upsets the Baltimore Ravens or something to that effect, that might slow it down. But, you know, if they're eyeing one of these guys and they get bounced out of the playoffs this weekend, I mean, they could try to, you know, esco- uh, move this up to this week. Um, maybe you mentioned this. I was looking at Bill McDonald's stuff. Did y'all say that Dan Quinn had been no, I don't think we mentioned him, right, Tony? But Dan Quinn has been interviewed by the Carolina Panthers. He has. And uh, I guess the other names, though, are names that weren't uh, – interviewed so far and it doesn't look like they have had any real contact with either bill belichick mike vrabel or um harbaugh which is has anybody had contact with mike vrabel i haven't re- you know i heard his name me neither yeah. being floated out there so yeah i don't know what he's doing right now pat i, I just searched mike vrabel's name and Today on the Pat McAfee show, uh, they said if I were David Tepper, I would be going after Mike Vrabel. I think everybody should be going after Mike Vrabel. ESPN predicting that Mike Vrabel will be the next head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, starting to to hear that one and hearing a lot more, Tony. Okay, the uh, Chargers have completed an interview with Mike Vrabel. Um, hearing more and more Belichick to Atlanta talk going on. Yeah, I mean, which to me is, in some ways, I didn't realize how um, complete, a lot of people see that job as a good job, right? I mean, I didn't realize that Atlanta's team was uh, viewed as so talented by outsiders, but I guess their defense performed well enough this year, and then you've got that strong uh, running attack that you could build something. And one of the names that I heard someone mention that would have been, which I hope this doesn't really happen, is like uh, Kirk Cousins uh, to the Falcons and then Belichick. And I like how that could work. Yeah, that would make them, you know, at least somewhat credible going into next season. It would be kind of weird to get the Titans offensive coordinator and he flames out as your head coach. And then you say, okay, well, let's just take their head coach and see if that works. Back-to-back <laughs> Titans coaches. That would be bizarre, wouldn't it? Yeah, I just probably we don't see something like that happen a lot. If, um, if you can't make it in the AFC South, try the NFC South. Yeah. I've, uh, so years ago, the Bengals were having a run in the playoffs, and their offensive coordinator was Jay Gruden, and their defensive coordinator was Mike Zimmer. And they were two hot names that you knew were going to be hired. I wanted Zimmer. Uh, Washington ended up with Jay Gruden. Zimmer did okay, did pretty well in Minnesota, but he has long since been fired. Gruden fired uh, before that with Washington. Are you following? You love this stuff, Tony. Have you followed the uh, Jay Gruden versus RG3 on Twitter? I was going to ask you about what your thoughts were. (laughs) Uh, um, I saw the initial you know, back and forth when it came to Gruden, I guess, commenting on the Eagles game. And then RG3 puts out the almost meme-esque 
type posts with him looking kind of silly or yeah. like Andre uh, 3000 or whatever. And um, But then I saw that now it's escalated and Jake Bruden is really, you know, puffing them stoves and coming hard in the paint after RG3. And uh, I guess, um, man, they're making a way to feel look relevant at this point. What do you think about it? Uh, it's just hilariously petty for two grown men but um rg3 yesterday put out a video of him talking about how jay gruden told him to go out there and do a press conference and try to (coughs) i guess inspire his teammates by saying hey we need everybody to pick it up it's not a one-man show i need help and then gruden uh, and then rg3 does it uh rg3 gets roasted and he says jay gruden roast him in front of the team the next day and he claims jay gruden told him to do it so i don't know who's right and who's wrong in that situation what really happened uh rg3 puts out that video jay gruden says you really want to play this game and then robert griffin the third says i'm not playing any games i'm retired you have uh come on the show blah 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 but then he says, I know where all your bodies are buried, Jay. Don't play with me. So, like, now we're getting into some stuff. Uh, what do they know? How many bodies are buried on each side? Jay Gruden did have the funniest uh, exchange or tweet out of all this where he told RG3 to go race a pigeon which uh, and then posted a video of him racing a hawk in Seattle or something. So <laughs> These guys do not like each other. And I don't know if this will keep going on. It's just another example of the uh, the mess that was, you could stay, say still is, but was the Washington franchise with, uh, with Daniel Snyder years ago. Yeah, it took a good personality like Ron Rivera to clean things up. Uh, yeah. And are we clean? Are we good? Uh-huh. I don't know. You know, you got to be excited. I mean, are you excited about the, the way that your team is pursuing this um, kind of off season, at least for the front office and getting Adam Peters, really putting him front and center. I don't know what I think about his haircut entirely. Um, but no, Dan, you know, no, I'm not excited. He, no, no, man, like getting him and then like having a real direction and vision about the team. I think that's good. And I think they want Ben Johnson. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, all that on paper looks great, but that's all I've had is paper. It's Washington. Yeah, I've got no results. I'm, I'm starting to feel that pain. But. We haven't won a game. <laughs> Washington ended on an eight-game losing streak, which I guess they needed to do for their uh, their draft spot, but have not won a game since they uh, beat Danny Beal's Patriots. What day was that on? Uh, the first week of November. Uh, we are midway through January. Yeah, it's been a long time since uh, we had a win. But trying to win the offseason, which has also been a slogan for Washington over the years. So, yeah, I'm not excited at all. I think this is going to end up being a bust. I think they're going to end up getting Drake May because I'm starting to see the um, Drake May and Justin Herbert comparisons, Tony. Mm. And Washington chose not to draft Herbert and instead get Chase Young when they had the chance to get Herbert a few years ago. I almost feel like they're going to say, okay, we can't pass on Herbert twice. Let's get Drake May. Uh, what, are you picking second? Yeah. And I was really hoping the Bears would stick with Fields. And and I know there's a lot of Caleb Williams detractors out there for 
some performance but mostly you know off the field stuff and character and stuff like that i was about to just say you know what screw it go all in get caleb williams and let's let's get us a franchise quarterback but this week the bears uh looks like they might go after caleb williams old coach uh cliff kingsbury bring him in go ahead and draft williams and say goodbye to justin fields Oh, yeah, that's the connection there, I guess. I saw uh, Kingsbury's name mentioned. I didn't put that those two things together. Though. Yeah. So uh, my, that looks like that might be where they are going. Um, other news and notes, Tony, uh, Antonio Pierce. Speaking of, we won't get fooled again when I mentioned the kind of Herbert thing and, and Drake May. The Raiders had an opportunity to keep an interim coach uh, a couple years ago that was coaching well for him did not now they see uh, antonio pierce have a winning record uh the fans love him they're chanting ap in the black hole after the final game of the season uh looks like this time they are going to hold on to their interim and name him the head coach yeah i saw that news developing today and Maybe that's the first kind of domino in these coaching hires to to start. I just can't wait to see where Harbaugh goes, man. Yeah, and if he goes anywhere at all, uh, that is going to be fascinating. Other news and notes that I mentioned earlier, uh, no Gabe Davis for the Bills this week. Uh, Somebody was asking if I had seen the ticket prices for uh, Bucks lines. I have not, so what am I missing? Whoever said that in the chat game, could you tell me, uh, what is it, high, low? What is it? I don't know. Um, Assuming that they're high because, I mean, the Lions, I mean, first playoff win, bringing it back home, right? I mean, so this would be a home game. Yeah, because we had that. Did you see the Todd Bowles and the reporter? Uh, yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> Todd Bowles handled that about as well as you uh, you could, I thought. Yeah, I didn't think he was rude at all. Uh, he has to be the oldest 61-year-old person in the history of the world. Todd Bowles? Yeah. I don't think he looks 61. He doesn't look that old. Boy, his voice sounds like... <laughs> Maybe his voice. Yeah. He doesn't appear to look that old, though, to me. Okay. He, he looks like a spry 61 to me. Here's a tweet. Right. Here's a tweet that says, Bucks versus Lions is the highest-priced divisional game ever. The average ticket price is $1,186. Man. Shout out to those uh, diehard Lions fans that have been season ticket holders all these years, and will get to go to that game for less than you know twelve hundred bucks. They earned it. Uh, looking back at last week, guys, Chon tried to gain a game on us by taking the Browns. Didn't work out for you, although it was a good game until Joe Flacco threw two pick sixes in a row. Yeah, um, I had the Chiefs. Tony and Danny had the Chiefs. Chon and Joey had the Dolphins. That didn't work out for you, Chon. No. Uh, we all had the Bills. We all had the Cowboys. Uh, I had the Rams. Danny had the Rams. Joey, Tony, and Chon had the Lions. That one worked out. And then Chan's Lock of the Week, Eagles, were absolutely blown out. Tony, uh, did you watch Eagles Bucks the other night? Um, a bit of it. I mean, well, if you quit watching it, you're a lot like a Philadelphia Eagle who also quit in that game. It was pretty pitiful. Yeah, um, I don't know what's happened with their team. I mean, talk about an epic collapse there, and it's hard to believe that it's just because of injury. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm rooting for my paisan, Nick Sirianni, but it seems like, oh, I mean, that might be a job for Belichick right there. Well, he's staying. Oh, are they keeping him? Yeah. they're key. Uh, That was kind of the news of the week. Who's who's staying rather than who's going? Mike McCarthy, Nick Sirianni, Mike Tomlin all back next year. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, but really, uh, I thought the weirdest thing was uh, when you saw Jalen Hurts and uh, Dallas Godert on the side, and Jalen Hurts was just sitting there expressionless. Godert's like yelling at him, and he's not even, he doesn't look at him. He doesn't smile. He doesn't frown. He just was in a different world. I like that Dallas Goddard uh, took over the role of A.J. Brown. Like Usually A.J. Brown's the one yelling at Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He was unable to be there, so Goddard was like, yeah, I got your spot. Goddard, I got you. <laughs> I'll, I'll yell. I our, got your back. I'll yell at our injured quarterback. So just a uh, nightmare into the season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it's just surprising how they had no running game for like the last seven weeks all right who's going to pick some upsets this week because there are some big favorites we'll take a time out we'll come back and we'll have more for you tony dunn on the other side we got joey's picks danny's picks we'll see if joey shows up more to go pirate radio live here on a football friday divisional round picks when we return after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop all online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Checking in with the Chad Gang on YouTube. Give us a like, a subscribe. And a comment. Justin and or Jessica on YouTube says, Jeff Highstep Anderson worked FAU Wichita State last night. He became uh, popular earlier in the week. Double bird game for NC State. Um, Jamie, you bring up a good point. He says, I don't think it's been announced Sirianni is staying, but it's assumed. That's a good way to put it. It is assumed. Uh, that he will well, I was staying. reading an article on ProFootballTalk.com this morning that said if Sirianni is staying, they're not going to make like a formal announcement about right. it like they did with Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald. Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. Sorry, I, I remembered some for some reason. I harkened back to earlier when you were talking about Mike McDonald. <laughs> Mike McDonald. Mike McCarthy is who I meant. The coach for the Ravens. Yeah. Michael McDonald, the singer. That was in the Doobie Brothers. Mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel, 
coach for the Dolphins. Yeah, no. Mike McCarthy. Coach. Doofus. Do, big doofus. Big doofus. Big old doofus. Uh, Tyler says, Harper, main stage for the walk-on tryouts picture for ECU football on X. I showed him that yesterday. How's it feel to be Up the poster center. boy? I was extremely fortunate because it is so difficult for me to get pictures. <laughs> um, Everybody's probably like, who's that white guy? We'll talk about your story. I want to I get to know your story later this hour. Um, but Tyler asking, does Chan have eligibility left to attempt a comeback? Sure. I guess. So if Chandler enters grad school, so you've you've got your degree from East Carolina. Yes, I do. I believe your NCAA clock begins as soon as you go into college, if I'm not mistaken. So your clock has You might not have batteries are out. Yeah. Now. All right, uh, back to Tony Dunn, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Tony, uh, what is the first Super Bowl you can remember? Was uh, supposed to be the best Super Bowl you could imagine. Uh, turned out to be a rout, and that is the Denver Broncos and Francisco 49ers. Okay. That was probably after the year that I said. Let me see what year that was. Um, I have some memories of Niners Bengals and then that following year San Fran 55 Broncos 10 man I remember too that I got to play we went to a Super Bowl party a lot of hype I mean obviously Montana and Elway Elway chasing that Super Bowl ring and uh, I remember everybody being so excited for the game but I also remember that i got to play like a nintendo for the first like one of the first times uh-huh uh-huh i remember that during uh two years later redskins bills um had people over to watch the redskins ernest Bonner, the pirates scoring a touchdown in that game i remember playing uh football nintendo game during that game and i want to say it was like john elway football back then there was yep. some bad football games on Nintendo. Remember just like the old football 10-yard fight? Do you remember that one, Tony? I don't remember that one. That was like the basic Nintendo football game. It was no frills. It was awful. All right. Um, do you remember your first Panther Super Bowl? I guess, Chandler, you don't, do you? I do. 2015. Right, no. but you didn't remember the... Uh, I don't remember the... Uh, Brady Vinatieri one, yeah, heartbreaker. What did you do for that game, Tony? Did you watch it by yourself? Did you have a party? What did you do? I went over uh, to a friend's house. His name was Matt Elam, and we, I mean, he was in college. We were all working at Michelangelo's Pizza at the time, and um, I just remember that being. We were, I mean, I, the Panther fan that that season was kind of magical in a way is like, I mean, you just continue to win and then you get into the playoffs and you, Cardiac cats. And yeah, no doubt. And, uh, that first quarter and a half, the first half, man, you were just like, when is this going to open up? Mm-hmm. You know, it was just really, we were downtrodden and then the Panthers came out just firing. And I, we were like hugging, and you know, I mean, it was like the greatest time until the end. Longest touchdown catch in that game from Moose. Still the Del- longest yeah. in Super Bowl history. Delon the yeah. De- De- Moose, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that team was awesome. I love, I mean, I just love 
you know, I mean, that's one of those teams, Clip, that uh, and I'm trying to wonder what uh, Redskins team would be like this for you, where it's just like there's so many players yeah. on the team that you just love. Well, 90, yeah, 95 we had, or excuse me, 2005, we had Clinton Portis, Santana Moss, Sean Taylor, Chris Cooley, and a bunch of others that people won't know, like Marcus Washington, I really liked. Philip Daniels was awesome. Uh, so many guys on that team. It was a fun year. So, yeah, I, I know what you're saying there. I mean, from to, um, to hold on, what was the corner's name? Uh, Gamble. Like five. Chris Gamble? Well, Gamble, there was, there was a small, yeah, like a ton of picks in that postseason. Manning? Um, but Ricky Manning? Is that his name? Yes, yes, Ricky Manning. Ricky Manning. And then, I mean, you had Dan Morgan. You had Will Witherspoon. I mean, obviously, Pep and that front line from Chris Jenkins. Remember um, the, I guess, was he the backup running? Oh, it was uh, Deshaun Foster's run against the Eagles in the playoffs where he was, like, you stuffed. Are, if you're having a down day, like, and you think, like, the, wor- like the world is getting the best of you, just go on YouTube and watch that Deshaun Foster touchdown run against the Eagles. Yeah. It'll be like, I, I can conquer anything. A lesson in uh, perseverance there. Who has the most tackles in Super Bowl history? Sam Morgan. There you go. The future GM of the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> seems like it. Uh, seems like it, and I think him and Will Witherspoon had like a combined like almost forty tackles in that game. It was insane. And oh, I do want to give Clip a shout out for some really banger tweets this week. Uh, best playoff game ever, and then followed up by the next day with second best playoff game ever. <laughs> I have enjoyed these playoffs, Tony. My only. <laughs> Only downfall is there's no more NFC East teams to get blown out. Can we get a Giants game this weekend or bring the Cowboys back for another one? It was, man, it was an awesome Sunday. I heard the line on that game was 28, dude. What game? On the Cowboys game. They were 28-point favorites. What are you talking about? Last week. Well, that's clearly wrong. Like, what do <laughs> you... were seven. <laughs> That's what they were. That's what Jeff Schwartz was, Schwartz was talking about. Oh, he came up a little short. <laughs> there's the, first of all, there's never been a line that big in NFL history, especially in the playoffs, and that would be easy to refute, Tony. That would be such a okay. big story if that was a line. With batting a thousand until now. <laughs> I've got Cowboys minus 35. <laughs> By the way, uh, Joey's here. What's up, young Joey? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Doing good. Joey. Good to see you. All right, uh, let's get to the picks. The Ravens are 42-point favorites this week against the Texans. <laughs> uh, by the way, Joey, we are still tied. No way, really. Way. Way. Because I had the Chiefs, you had the Dolphins. Okay. You had the Lions, I had the Rams. So no points were made up. Silly. Uh, what would you say, Tone? Did I gain any ground? You gain two points on Danny Bill. You're, so you're five behind, five out of third place. Because you missed the Cowboys and Eagles. He missed the Cowboys, Rams, Eagles. So you had the Lions, he had the Rams. So you did gain two points. 
And wasn't the lion was a, I can't remember what my lock pick was, so I should get some bonus there. We didn't do lock picks. No. But Chandler's lock I remember was the Eagles. Chandler's still picking? <laughs> um he's still mathematically available to finish fourth so yeah we're gonna let him okay, keep it okay all right should we raise the uh points each round we have to we gotta make so we go three here. a game here yes oh. yes <laughs> tony you agree with that yeah i'm the only one that should say no me and joey but no I... make them even juicier i love it all right so this round will be three uh, championship will be four. Super Bowl will be five. Man, love that. A uh, little kicker for Pro Bowl or no? Uh, no. <laughs> Nobody watches that. What about the dodgeball game? They don't even play a game. We could the do dodgeball uh, game is fun to watch though. Uh, we'll do some props though to have more options. Okay, we'll do some yeah. Super Bowl props. I like that. Um, you know what? Instead of doing that, and uh, we should just go against the spread at this point. But I didn't tell Danny that, so maybe we'll start that next week. All right, for three points, Texans at Ravens. Texans plus 42. Say that one more time. <laughs> Texans plus 42. Okay, <laughs> good call. <laughs> uh, does anybody want to put the boys on the table here and nah. take the Texans? I'm going Ravens. We got the Ravens as well. Danny's got the Texans. Danny, oh, that's right. Y'all had a little chat. Uh, what did you say about Stroud? Uh, if CJ beats Lamar and the Ravens, I'm no longer a Panther fan. I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's been too much. What is Lamar Jackson's record in the playoffs? One and something. Mm, yeah, probably one and three. Three, yeah. one and three. CJ Stroud, one and zero. Oh. Wait, we got to take a break. Damn, <laughs> what a tease, <laughs> Tony. Can you hang on one more segment? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, we'll make our picks when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's Insurance Advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Well, say what you want to say it on the air. Then. Say what you need to say. <laughs> say what you need. I asked if John Riggins was dead. I said, is the man dead? And then Clip said, hell no. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> He's alive and well. Let the man be. He's a How old is he? 74. What's he doing nowadays? Uh, I still see him chatting about Washington every now and then on uh, on shows and stuff like that. All right, uh, Shirley Rhodes, the long snapper, A Harp, Alex Harper, Young Joey, Chon, Tony Dunn on the phone. And uh, before we move along, we have to sing a happy birthday to Joey. Three, two, one. 
Cumpleaños feliz. Cumpleaños feliz. Cumpleaños feliz. Cumpleaños feliz. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. I had no idea that's how you said it. How old are you, Joey? 23. Ah, 22, 23. 23. What you doing for your birthday, man? Uh, just chilling. Probably going to go out night on the town. That's go ahead and say it. Da bar. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Come we'll to see. the bar. Come to the bar. Do we still have that, Charlie? Anywhere? Yeah, where's Nadu with his... Come to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nadu. All right. To the picks we go. Texans at Ravens. Danny Beal says the ravens could be a little rusty and he is going with the texans i am not willing to go that far i'm going to take the ravens these are going to be some boring picks this week i can go ahead and tell you yeah tony who are you taking same that's my super bowl pick nah true uh chandler i'm going ravens all right and joey baltimore Packers at 49ers. I've been saying all week, Packers by 20. <laughs> by 28. So give yeah. me the uh, Packers. Uh, wait. Actually? I, I mean, okay. <laughs> I've been saying all week, 49ers by 20. Oh, okay. I was about to say. So I will take the 49ers. So give me the Packers. I even started writing down the Packers. He and loves, I was like, wait a love. minute. Uh, Joey. Take back seat. I got to go to the Niners for the boy McCaffrey. All right, and uh, Danny's not here. Tony, Danny went Niners. Uh, I mean, I gotta pick the 49ers. I, I didn't, I don't like the uh, Packers, period. And man, uh, Dallas just made them look great. Yeah, I feel like we uh talked a lot last week about how they weren't any good. And I mean, they played the game of their lives, they played the best game all year on both sides. Um, Danny's taking the Niners, Chandler upset. You need to catch up. Take the no. Ah, Niners. You should be going all dogs this week, genuinely. And genuinely. Here, here's a dog. Here's a guy. Here's a dog. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Lock of the week right now. <laughs> Give me the Bucks over the Lions. You're going to lock the team that was exactly. your anti-lock last yes, week? Yes, exactly. This always fails. Anytime you try to do this, that this is not good. Bucks um, over Lions. I don't hate it, though. No, I hate it. I hate that this is happening. I hate that Baker's enjoying football and that he's being successful. Give me the lines. Well, that, you have a black heart. I do. Okay. I bet there's some things. <laughs> <laughs> Danny takes the lines. Tony. Yeah, I'm just going to have to be boring, man. I do think that this is the game that could have the upset, like the most likely for an upset or most possible for an upset. Just because it feels like the Bucks are just, but I try to think back about uh, how they looked against the Panthers when they didn't score a touchdown. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, we're all hoping for the Lions to just keep progressing. It's good for football. Um, can I can I go to the next game? Because if Joey and I have an opposite pick on the next game, I'll I'll take the Bucks. In this game, just take the bucks now. Just put your nuts on the table. <laughs> okay. Do it now. Why you want to see my nuts so bad? Nah, I don't want to see them. You just got to put them on the table, though. Who are you taking, Chiefs Bills, Joey? The Chiefs. Give me the dogs. 
All right, I'm going to take the Bucks and the Bills. <laughs> I would. Tell her I would. <laughs> this could be a huge swing here. Oh, boy. Bucks, Bills. All right, I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bills. Uh, Danny takes the Bills. Tony. Bills. Mm, Chandler. Give me the Chiefs. My oh. dog. Tony, why you like the Bills in this game? Yeah, I like that you and you, you like Chandler's pick, and he's uh, 20 games behind us. <laughs> You're like celebrating. That's right, Chandler. Good pick. Good pick, buddy. You should be worried. <laughs> Tony, why are you taking Buffalo in this game? You know, I think that uh, their struggle through earlier in the season kind of cloud our judgment a little bit on how good that team is. I think. Um, you know, you're starting to look, hey, they got Linville Joseph. I mean, like, why wouldn't I take that? Um, but, no, is I think Josh Allen and that – they're just more offense. And, you know, we've seen the Chiefs struggle. They're going to be on the road. Uh, and while they have a good defense, I think the Bills have the firepower. Obviously, I think this is one of those games where it's always close and it comes down to who just has the ball last maybe. Uh, but right now, I think that the Bills are just playing better football. Joey, why are you so confident in the Chiefs in this game? Uh, the lineman Dawkins for the Bills came out and said that they've never had to play in Bills Mafia in the playoffs. And he thinks that uh, that'll be the reason why they'll lose. So I think that's going to be his last words, and the Chiefs are going to win. Very interesting reasoning there. I think he just said. Hey, I don't know about that. Mahomes' first road playoff game. That's crazy to think about, ain't it? That is crazy. In, yeah. in what, six years? Yeah. Of this I, dynasty? However long he's been there. First road playoff game. It's in Buffalo, right? It's in Buffalo, yeah. and they are going to be going nuts. In front of the mafia. Yeah. Hey, Harp, let's get your picks real quick. Are you working? You working on something? No, I'm good. All right. Uh, any upsets? Texans, Ravens, Packers, Niners, Bucks, Lions. Are you going with the home teams? Remind me of the games real quick. Do, who the Packers play? Niners. Yeah, no, probably not. I don't. All right. In the one game that is a question, Chiefs Bills. Who you like? I go Bills. Bills at home. It feels like it's their time. No. Bucks Lions. Lions. In fact, I kind of want to do a um, Texans Bills AFC Championship in Buffalo. That'd be nutty. But I'm still gonna. I'm still taking the Ravens. Mm. But something's got to crazy. Something crazy's got to happen in one of these games. It can't just be Ravens, Niners, and Lions all win easy. I don't think it'll be. Nobody said it'd be easy. I just think that'll be the outcome. A good point, Coldplay. This guy, Tony. Thanks for joining us. What's coming up, C3 Podcast? Uh, Friday Free For All tonight. Um, we've got uh, some guests coming on on Tuesday night show to talk about Bobby Slowick, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans, how his offense uh, is really just uh, kind of toast of the town right now for the NFL. And we'll be monitoring the head coaching position and GM positions as we go along. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week and preview the AFC and NFC championship games. Perfect. Happy birthday, Joey. Appreciate it, Tony. See you soon, man. All right. There is Tony Dunn joining us. Joey's birthday. Joey ever ridden in a hot air balloon? No. 
Would you want to? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a, a guy that likes the thrills? I love thrills. You know what I've been dying to do, but I can't bring another person to do it, and I won't do it by myself, is the slingshot. I've always wanted to do a slingshot. I don't care how big it is, how small it is. I just can't find a second person with me to do so. Is that where you like start down and you get And they up? just yeah, they sling you back up. Chandler won't do it with you? You never asked. We've never been around a slingshot. Just, you know, <laughs> conveniently. <laughs> I don't see him a lot. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, you ever been, uh, you ever done any of the other stuff? Bungee jumping? Skydiving? No, I would love to do all that stuff. Really? Uh, skydive, bungee jump. Zip lining? Zip lining I have done. Uh-huh. That, that's fun. <laughs> you always bring up that. That is not in the in the class of these other things. Uh, yeah, I feel like the, the adrenaline is not near as much. Are as you kidding me? You're like, you look down it's and like you're like. monkey bars. You're, like, hundreds, <laughs> you're like hundreds of feet up. Hundreds? Where did you do? Thousands. Where did you zip? Thousands. thousands. Where did you do <laughs> The mountains. You're on like, Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, like you're like going over the mountains, and you're like, man, you've done that. No, he hasn't. He's yes. just seen what he's seen on TikTok. It's crazy on. heights in between two mountains. You did it. Yes, in the Amazon. I swear, no, in like in the mountains of North Carolina. Grandfather Mountain. Hawk's Nest. There's Chandler, in between two mountains. You motorboating son of a gun. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Mountain butter. laughs> We got to uh, take a break in a moment. Joey, before we let you go, uh, did you go to the ECU game the other night? No. How about the Pirates got a a new player? Yeah, and he's ready to play tomorrow. That is weird, right? Have you ever heard about that? Wait, what, a guy transferred in and now he's going to start playing with us? Well, he's uh, early enrollee. Like, he just enrolled, but he is good to go. He's good to play. Oh, he reclassified and he's now eligible. Fungo is his name. Okay. Uh, it looks like Benkeo Fungo. Benkeo Fungo. Fungo. Uh, I think like 6'7". Angolan born. Explosiveness, explosiveness, defensive instincts. Around the clock motor. They're describing him. I'm going to call this a nothing burger. Like a guy comes... He can't play right away unless you're like LeBron James or something. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't... I don't think this is going to be an impact. He could also we got the next Luka Doncic on our team. He goes over under five games that we'll see him. So he could redshirt, but I, I say in this day and age you don't redshirt anybody. Yeah, they could just you know. Um, I'm going to go under, and I don't know, but he could put somebody in the poster next game. He very well could, but. Mike Schwartz, you know he who's practicing the best. He, he he gives it to who earns it, and maybe he'll come in and earn it. But I just don't see in him being thrown into the fire right away. Although, whose minutes could he take right now? I mean, he's not going to take R.J. Brandon or Ezra, right? Jaden Walker starting to play more minutes. Bobby Pettiford struggling to score, still doing good assist to turnover, but not doing anything score wise. But I don't think you take that spot, and then. Who does that leave you? Unless you wanted to move somebody to the five and not play Valentino. Well, Valentino hadn't played in a few weeks. I feel like he's out. Or if Sear needed some time off. He's only playing 12 minutes. So maybe those minutes go to him. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Joey, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you guys. Happy birthday. Appreciate it. We'll uh, take a time out. Cold beers tonight. We might. We might. Cold, tasty brews. We'll uh, return and talk to Morgan Ehlers. 
Talk NFL playoffs, Pirate Hoops, and more Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Back with you after this. It's a beautiful day and on a cloud in sight, so I guess I'm going to do it all right. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. It is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street and on Greenville Boulevard in the Old Pizza Inn location. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Shirley Rhodes, Alex Harper, Chan, myself. Do we have Morgan Aylers? Yes, we do. Morgan Aylers, Pirate Radio Live line. Happy Friday to you, Morgan. Happy Friday to you guys. You'd like a whole studio full of people in there. We got a whole gang of pirates here. Uh, right before we went on the break, I jotted down eight names. I ranked the quarterbacks that are still alive in the playoffs that I would want starting for my team this weekend if my team was in the playoffs. Um, Alex, Chandler, Morgan, I'll let you. I'll let you correct my list after I say it. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Josh Allen. Number three, Lamar Jackson. Number four, Jared Goff. Number five, C.J. Stroud. Number six, Jordan Love. Number seven, Brock Purdy. Number eight, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Let's go. First, we'll look at the top three, because I got to think those names are going to be on everybody's top three. How would you rank Morgan, Mahomes, Allen, Jackson? Uh, Not Allen Jackson, the country singer. But Mahomes, Allen, and Jackson. In games in based on games this weekend, or no, more so just based on the quarterback. If he was like the quarterback, you would want because, yeah, uh, the list might be different, like on matchups, like because you would want Brock Purdy because he's the quarterback of the Niners. But I'm just saying, kind of take the teams out of it. We're just going to go quarterbacks only. Mahomes, Allen, and Jackson. What would be your ranking there? Wow, those are three really good quarterbacks, especially when you talk about, uh, you know, Lamar's played super this year, and then you've got Josh Allen, who's playing really, really good football this time of year. In the last four or five games, he's been, you know, really special in playing the the kind of football that that people expect out of him. Patrick Mahomes, he's got all the ability in the world, and he's, you know, won a Super Bowl, and he's played at an extremely high level. I don't think he's had quite the year that I think maybe he would have wanted. So I kind of would go with Josh Allen slash Lamar Jackson one, Mahomes two. Wow, which means Mahomes is basically three. 
I give the supporting cast of the Chiefs more blame than I do Mahomes this year. Just from games I've watched, they have really let Mahomes and the Chiefs down uh, so far this season. Chandler, how would you rank the top three? I would go Jackson. Jackson one? Jackson one. Wow. Now, I put Jackson third. I like the other two guys, but I also don't like Jackson's one and three in playoff games. That clouded my judgment. But you're going to go Jackson one. Who's two? Uh, I will go Mahomes two, Allen three. All right, Alex. Um, I'm going to keep Mahomes at one simply because I feel like Kansas City's whole offensive plan is just give the keys to Patrick Mahomes and hope that he puts the Superman cape on and carries the team to victory. But I would go Lamar at two over Josh Allen simply because Josh Allen has a tendency to turn into sort of a turnover machine Yep, and goes on a roller coaster and we just happen to be on a high right now so people think Josh Allen is better than he actually is at the moment. Now, if I'm going like rest of their careers, C.J. Stroud would be a lot higher on this list. But rookie first road playoff game, that's why I have Jared Goff over him right now. Goff has playoff experience. He's been to a Super Bowl where Stroud doesn't, Love doesn't, Purdy doesn't. And and you got Baker, who's been a bit of a journeyman in his career. So who would you go number four? Goff, Stroud, Love, Purdy, Mayfield. Who you got, Morgan? Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, golf. Yeah. Four. Chandler? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go golf, and really the rest of the list is kind of is what, I, what I would do. Stroud, Love, Purdy, Mayfield? Yeah. Uh, Alex, would you take anybody else fourth other than golf? I mean, probably not. The only thing with that group of players that you talked about is I'm – me personally, I'm taking Baker Mayfield over Brock Purdy. Okay. So you think plug in whoever in the Niners, they're a good team. hundred percent. I, I I tend to agree. hundred percent. Jimmy Garoppolo is the prime example of that. Got away from the 49ers offense and he's one step out the door of the league right now. Yeah. Uh was uh was fun to see old Baker win a playoff game Monday night, Morgan, uh, against those pitiful eagles but that bucks offense looked great they were com- they were coming off the zero touchdown game right against the panthers yes and were able to put up all those points against the eagles the other night yeah you know i mean baker's got the skills you know it, it's just a matter he hasn't been uh, you know either healthy or his team hasn't been very good he went from cleveland to carolina then he he uh went out west coast and now came back here and in the second half of the season you know tampa Bay's played really really well their offense is really clicking, and he's got some weapons. There's no doubt about that. And uh, who knows? I think their their journey ends uh, this week when they play in the uh, the frozen Great White North of the uh, Ford Field in Detroit. <laughs> got to acclimate your players to those uh, vicious conditions, right? Uh, who do you have in the uh, the toss up game this weekend? You going Allen and the Bills at home over Mahomes and the Chiefs and uh, Mahomes' first road playoff game? Well, I think that's going to be just a dynamite game. Yeah. If Buffalo plays like they played last week, uh, running the football, throwing the football, and, and really putting pressure and you know maybe a little bit up tempo, I like Buffalo. It, you know, I don't think the weather is going to affect either team because both teams played in really crappy weather last week and really cold weather, and it's still going to be cold up there. I'm, last I saw, I don't think they're expecting a lot of snow in Buffalo. It's just going to be cold and windy. Um, you know, I, I think Buffalo maybe 
a touchdown or less. It would be my prediction on it. I don't know what the line is, but I just think the home field advantage is really going to uh, be a big key in that game. Believe I saw it went from three to two and a half with the home bills favorited. And yes, right now it is Buffalo two and a half total sitting at 45 and a half. And you've got uh, a low total in that Texans Ravens game. That's 43 and a half cold weather and i think some wind there in baltimore uh should be nice out in santa clara niners nine and a half point favorites total at 50 and a half and you've got detroit a six and a half point favorite total 49 and a half and uh yes as todd bowl said that one is indeed indoors when the lions uh take on the bugs going to be a fun week of weekend of divisional round uh playoffs and you can hear it right here on pirate radio morgan i did not hear your booming voice wednesday night in Menji's coliseum but i'm sure you uh you followed along or at least saw the result on just a uh, a heartbreaker in Menji's. we have seen some crazy things happen in Menji's this year bobby pettiford and his prayer uh the pirates were on the right side of that one they were on the wrong side of a hail mary on wednesday night yeah, I watched it. I had uh, I was working a, a show down at Fifth Street Hardware on uh, Wednesday night, and I was watching it. And when it happened, you know, they, I, I don't know if they fell into celebration mode when they took the one point lead, and then the the hail mary pass to the big guy who shows Brandon in the back, uh, you know, and then he converts it. My only question about that at all was, you know, you're back that far. The only guy back is their big guy. Why are you let him? Why are you not behind him? Let him catch the ball. Let him turn and try to shoot a jump shot. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe that was just, you know, getting back as quick as you can trying to do something. I don't know what the, the results of that were, but, you know. Yeah, did, if there's a – To travel on, on, on our basket, maybe. Did they get away with the push in the back? Absolutely. freaking lutely <laughs> If there's a timeout – if there's a timeout, that play probably doesn't work. It, it, I mean, they had a lot of luck involved. I got to give credit to the inbounder. That was an amazing pass uh, across the entire court. And you're right, Brandon was not in the best spot for that. And uh, you got to think, Morgan, if they had a chance to talk it over for two minutes, it would have gone different. But one of those kind of freak plays, you got to be ready for every situation in basketball. North Texas said they had practiced that that you know moment in a game and and maybe our defense hasn't worked on that enough or or you know who knows when you're scrambling like that it all happens in the the blink of an eye and uh, they were able to get it done the other night they were and you know the the big fella for for north texas you know that was obviously i think that was an intentional push in the back yeah no doubt think that that was that was coached I say you, you get up there, you shove him off, the ball goes over your head, you, you make the layup. Uh, if they call a foul, they call a foul. Yeah, we were talking to Greg Hudson yeah, yesterday. Uh, yeah, using it in football terms, Morgan, and he said in those uh, Hail Mary situations, he tells his defense, hey, maul the guy. You know, like they're not going to call it. And kind of the same thing with basketball. They're probably going to swallow the whistle in that moment. Yeah, and, and that's what happened. Yeah. And the, they let him play and you know, he stumbled, bumbled, rumbled, but he made the little layup, dink in shot, and that won the game for him. And heartbreaker for the Pirates, and, uh, you know, hope Coach Schwartz's hand is okay. <laughs> he, uh, I guess, got a little upset with that one. Hey, uh, Alex, when Coach Ehlers was coaching you, did he ever punch any walls or anything like that? Well, we were playing 8U flag football, so fortunately there were no walls to be punched. <laughs> but. Hey, 
All right, let, let's get let's understand this, and I'm not going to take all the credit because uh, Eric Jarman and I coached that team. Okay, Holt was on that team, and Jackson Osbrook and you know Alex and a bunch of guys. We averaged in flag football eight and under. What did we at? What forty points a game? I don't remember that far back, but I know we destroyed everybody. It was it was we would go literally one center. Holton and then three wideouts on each side or go wishbone. So you tell me, stop me. You can't do it. <laughs> Cliff, well, I, I looked at – it was a couple months ago. I looked at the team photo for that, and I believe we had 14 players because it's flag football. I think we only had 14 players, and I believe we had eight Division One football players on Jeez, that team. That is, that's nuts. That's, uh, that's coaching right there. Yeah. No, that's stacking. <laughs> <laughs> stacking. That's a good word for it. Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, getting ready for the sports weekend. And uh, we talked about this with Brian North earlier, Morgan. I, I guess I have not been paying attention to uh, North Carolina much this year, but they are top five. They are the only undefeated team in the ACC, and they will be in action tomorrow against Boston College. NC State coming off a, uh, a big win over Wake Forest and uh, the double bird in the middle of a game. Uh, they will be in action tomorrow trying to improve their record uh, in the ACC where they have been really good. And uh, Duke also at home on a Saturday. You've been keeping up at all with other college basketball outside of East Carolina? I watch it occasionally, yeah. Uh, if it's on when I'm working, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. I don't come home and turn the basketball games on unless it's the Pirates, to be real honest with you. Uh, catch the highlights of a lot of them. Yeah, that game at State and Wake the other night, a lot of fireworks in that one. And, uh, you know, Carolina's playing good basketball. They got a good team. They pay them a lot of money, so they should win. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, they call it stacking, uh, I've heard, in uh, youth football terms. Morgan, uh, what you got going on this weekend, man? Actually, tonight, playing over across the street from you guys from 7 till 10 at Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room from 7 till 10. So come on out. You're about. Saturday, Sunday, just going to watch a little bit of football and try to stay warm. Awesome stuff. And uh, episode two of the Holt Naylor Show available right now on YouTube, uh, wherever you get your podcast. And we'll air it here on Pirate Radio coming up at six. And uh, Holton joined us yesterday, Morgan, and dropped us a little nugget uh, that he will be teammates in the UFL with a couple of former Pirates, Big Noah Henderson and Isaiah Winstead. And I uh, was glad to hear that news. Uh, looking forward to seeing the Aylers to Winstead connection again, this time in professional football. Yeah, that uh, you know, they just he just tweeted that out a little while ago, so I'm excited about uh, Isaiah. You know, he's such a good person and uh, had a good year with uh, on the practice squad with uh, San Francisco and uh, going to be down there in Arlington. So a lot of pirates on that team with with Garrett and Holton and Noah and now with Isaiah. That's right, big G Mac uh, Garrett McGinn there as well. That's all we got to get. Uh, we got to get Garrett on the show. We'll try to do that here in the next couple of weeks. Morgan, I uh, enjoyed it, man. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. DJ Captain Morgan, aka Coach Aylers, uh, joining us here today on the show. One of the best eight U flag football coaches of all time. <laughs> according to himself and Alex Harper. The greatest of all time. The GOAT, Morgan Aylers. Take a break, come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Got our fleet fee rundown when we return. Let you know what's going on in sports this weekend. And more back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs, so you don't miss a single moment of the action. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Sounds like the birthday boy Joey might be hanging out of the book in a non-working capacity tonight, having yes. a good time for his 23rd birthday. By the way, Joey sharing a birthday with an icon. This young lady right here, Miss Dolly Parton, celebrating oh, the, uh, a birthday oh, today. Wow. The Cowboys cheerleader? That would be correct. Yeah, I've seen her. Protect Dolly Parton at all costs. That's all I have to say. Let's get to our Fleet Feet Rundown, brought to you by Fleet Feet. That great one-on-one service. Uh, Wes has had his foot measured before, Shirley. Uh, he had to have it measured to uh, for the folks there at the store to tell him that he was wearing shoes that were too big for him. He could not determine that on his own. Sometimes you need somebody else to tell you, you know? I, I, <laughs> I found that quite comical. You would know when you wore the shoe. Right, yeah. Well, he didn't... Uh, he just thought, you know, something was off. I don't know. How tight are you tying your shoes that you don't know that the shoe is too big for you? Uh, that's a Wes Hines issue. But at Fleet Feet, you'll never have that issue. Nope. Because they have the great one-on-one service, the 3D foot scanner. Uh, they are right there, 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. Fleet Feet, they run for you. ECU alum Chris Lunyon and co at fleet feet all right uh number one on today's fleet feet rundown the alex harper story what if i told you (laughs) so alex uh where did you go to high school i went to rosewood high school in goldsboro north carolina eagles baby squaw golden eagles (laughs) squaw no not the golden eagles oh just eagles our squaw charles b acock is the golden falcons now, were you looked at coming out of uh, of high school? Who was recruiting you? It depends on who you ask. Um, so, my recruiting sucked. I had probably maybe three or four offers on the table that all got pulled because of coaching changes. Can I ask, what positions did you play in high school? Just center and long snapper. Okay. Uh, I went to a 1A high school. So my coach wouldn't let me play defense because if I got hurt, Same. we had nobody else to s- snap the ball. Uh, Same. 
<laughs> Chandler. This clearly says intern Alex's story, Same. not I, the Chandler Hunt. That sounds story. a lot like my story. <laughs> what about a story? All right, so uh, who was who was looking at you? They got pulled. Um, I got a offer from Appalachian State. Um, that coaching staff went to Louisville. Mm-hmm. I was being looked at by uh, Scott Satterfield. Yes. Yeah. I was looked at by both of those staffs, the one at Louisville and then Drinkowitz, who came in after. Okay. Um, so they left. Uh, I messaged Stu Holt, the special teams coordinator, after they left because um, when they went to Louisville, and I uh, never heard back from him. Mm. So that's rough. Mm. Um, I was getting looked at heavily by Western Carolina Lift on and Uh The special teams coordinator literally had a mental breakdown and quit coaching. Wow. I didn't That's hear from tough. him for a week, and I called him, um, and he was like, hey, Alex, I'm so sorry. I forgot to let you know. I uh, just couldn't take coaching anymore, so I work at a bank in Charlotte now. <laughs> Did you ask if they okay. had any opportunities there at the bank? Uh, no. Do you need a long no, snapper at the I bank? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want a loan? Snap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else? Um... God, now I'm running a blank. Um, well, we can skip to how you got here at East Carolina. Well, I mean, I had a couple of offers that, that didn't work out. Like, I got an offer from Elon. Uh, it was a scholarship, but it was like at the FCS level, you can offer partial scholarships. So it was like, I mean, 20 or 30%, but the tuition at Elon is absurd. Mm. So even 30% of that is still <laughs> way more than I was able to pay for. So. So, oh, Fast forward. my bad. Um, so I actually got offered by um, Coach Mo's staff. Um, everyone knows what happened with that. Um, I got a call from North Carolina Central University, historically black college in Durham, North Carolina. Um, and the funny story about that is I was getting telemarketer calls all day long. I got like three in a row, and I got another number that I did not recognize. <laughs> oh, no. And I picked up the phone and I said, can you please drop my number? Stop calling me. <laughs> and uh, the co- Juan Navarro was a special teams coordinator there. He is currently with the Miami Hurricanes. Um, he said, um, this is Coach Navarro at North Carolina Central. And I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, I ended up deciding to go to Central because – I needed if pretty much if I didn't get a scholarship, I was just going to go to trade school because I didn't want to be in debt and couldn't afford to pay for college out of pocket. So that's where I went. And then uh, you enter the portal. Yeah. So my freshman year, I so because I played offensive line in high school and for some reason was super dedicated to that, um, I got up to close to 270. What are you at right now? I'm 220. Okay, about 220. that's a pretty dramatic difference. Yeah, so I got there, and my head coach at the time, who's still the current head coach of North Carolina Central, pretty much was like, listen, like you're a great snapper, but you're just too fat, basically. Um, so we're going to redshirt you so you can get into better shape. Um, then the next year was that very evil disease that struck this planet um 
we don't have to mention it by name, but so I didn't play that year because um, FCS schools, for the most part, didn't play, especially right. HBCUs. They didn't play at all. So I was home that whole time. Um, went back the next year, played absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then just so happened, all three long snappers for East Carolina left, either entered the portal or just flat out quit. Was that um, the year the uh, Slade Roy? Call a Slade a Slade? Yep. Slade, Slade went, Roy to, uh, went to LSU. LSU. Um, my good friend, Liam Crowley, uh, he entered the transfer portal, but just decided to uh, move on to future endeavors. Mm-hmm. And um, Max Parker was the other snapper, and I believe he decided to pursue pursue music, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, um, yeah, they were going into the spring with nobody. Wow. So I was like, you know, I told my dad, I said, I could live with never snapping a ball again, but I couldn't live with what if. So... And fortunately, I had a relationship with this coaching staff at a high school, so um, I entered the portal, and they, fortunately for me, gave me a shot, and I feel like I've made the most of that opportunity. Chandler, what about a story? What about a story? Alex Harper. We're glad to have you here, Alex. I appreciate being here, man. It's yeah. been awesome. Now, how'd you get the pirate Despite radio? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to move on <laughs> to a bigger story. This is huge news out of Charlotte. I unfollowed the Charlotte Hornets. What? How could you? So you were there when I did this the other night in Menchie's Coliseum. And you just said, I'm doing it. And I said, what? And you're like, I'm I'm unfollowing the Hornets. And I watched you do it. Like, I watched you physically do it. The one that that made me finally decide to unfollow him is 7.08 Wednesday night. It, uh, Charlotte Hornets posted, whose fit would y'all pull off? And they got, who was that, a Martin? Yes. One of the Martins, LaMelo, uh, Bridges. Miles Bridges! And old Terry. And I just couldn't do it anymore after that. I'm like, guys, you've lost five in a row, soon to be six. You're the, if not for a historical bad Pistons team... You'd basically be the worst team in the league. And you're coming off a 13-game losing streak before this new six-game losing streak you're on. And we're talking about fits? It's, I can't do it. It's not for me. And your response was... All right, my response was, yes, I agree with you. This is unbearable. I hate it. But my response was, what else are they... Th- like, this is the intern's job to post and make some sort of content now would you would you be better if the caption just said the players have arrived like, uh, and it said, do you have players. to post anything you gotta post something it's their job it's the social media team's job to post something if they don't post anything what there's no job to do well, that's fine. I don't. They, want... I, I, they have to do that. So I. I and I'm I choosing get it. instead of complaining about it. But I understand. Or being snarky. But the way, another way, you sound like the players are doing this. It's, no, I don't. You're like you guys are. I said the guys... players are losing. They're sucking. Yeah, but they're not posting these tweets. Where did I say they did? You didn't. But that's what you sound like. I mean, you sound like they're doing that. Kind of like how people say. 
you know, oh, they need to do uh, less looking in the mirror and dressing up and do more playing. You are that is a major leap right now. That is not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying I don't want to see this. So you do I don't want to see any under, of this. You do understand that there's people that have a job to do. And that is to post content whether you suck or not. Yes. But here's the thing. And I, I agree with you. I, I hate I think this is stupid. Do you understand that I But I'm just like I, I feel like I'm defending the social media team. I don't uh, yeah. But what else are they supposed to post? Post whatever the f you want <laughs> and I'm not going to look at it. Now, you can't now. You unfollowed them. Both of those things can be true. Keep posting your stuff. I saw somebody today. I was like, why is Hornets on my timeline right now? Because they posted something about, get this, they're adding more seats to the arena. What in the hell for? More people to watch us lose. Nobody's going to that crap. And you're get, adding more seats? So they're posting about renovations and stuff. And I saw a, uh, a Hornets fan account, which I'm still following, say, Hey, could you guys maybe tap the brakes on these kinds of posts and and uh, and and increasing ticket prices while we've lost? Uh, well, we've won one game in the last two months. Yeah. So, fine, Chandler. They can post stuff, but I'm I'm not gonna see it anymore. Okay. All right. It is disgusting to me. Okay. And we all like. And you're doing this for your sake. So yeah, hard to see it. Just okay. for me, like I'm not. I, I love You're not being one of those people. Like I'm not watching the NFL because they are, you know, blah blah blah. Well, they are a bunch of kneelers, so I don't watch the NFL anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I do like, and I'm doing what people do that I think is stupid and funny. Yeah, that's when the, when they announce that they're no longer doing something. Yeah, and the old like meme, like it's not a error. It's not an airline. We don't need to know your departure. Yeah. That's funny to me. But I brought it up today on the show because you had such a reaction to it, where you are looking at it from the social media person's standpoint. Yes, I'm just defending the social media people. Like they, I feel like they have to post something, and they're like, "Hey, what?" I'm sure every single day they go into the room for a meeting, and they go, "What the hell are we going to talk about? What are we going to post content-wise this for the Charlotte for the eight-win, nine-win Charlotte Hornets?" This team is say, the worst team ever. And they say, "Well, you know what? Our guys have pretty awful outfits on. Let's go and post pictures of them and say, who do you choose?" I'm. What fit would you, I, you choose? You know what? I feel bad for these social media people. I do in a way too. I'm taking out my anger on the I know. organization. I know. I understand. They fired a guy I, who got fired again and said we should bring him back. It's stupid. They employ a guy that is a piece of crap human being. They drafted a guy that could have been involved in a situation. uh, That ended with somebody dying. Like, everything they're doing right now, I'm uh, opposed to. But you know what? Namely, the losing. That's Charlotte sports. It is. Across the board. So, yeah. um, Until things change... I remember this bring. I remember talking about this at uh, in section two thirteen the other night, and we were starting to get into it there. And I said, "Save it for the show. This would be a good discussion." I thought that was. I, I feel like we understand each other's sides. 
and we're on uh, a bit of opposing sides here yes but but it's yeah and i appreciate it. I, I don't want you to be a uh a lemming like yesterday i was shocked you said you would re- you want ecu in the final in the uh final four more than the college football playoff i feel like you were saying that just to agree with me but you're not that's how you feel and i feel like i had a good answer like i feel like i had a good reasoning why and that's because one i've watched football my whole life i've watched baseball just about my whole life but basketball really wasn't following until uh, i got to school and was able to go to the basketball games and then covering the games sitting with you meeting guys like halftime steve and courtside don who've been there forever who have a passion for this program and I could you imagine watching Selection Sunday with halftime Steve and courtside Don and you and me? Yes. Well, well, we, I, well I can't imagine it, but it would be fun. <laughs> Steve uh, said, "You guys sound like an old married couple fighting over whether to, to eat at Applebee's or Chili's." <laughs> oh, this is a big non—you know—nothing burger of a story. Like it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of life at all. But then again none of these sports do and that's why we have fun talking about them on the radio yeah hornets considered yourself unfollowed banished from my life way to go guys you I'm, just lost one of your best fans <laughs> <laughs> i've been to three games in my life i have purchased memorabilia i have tried to spread the word over the years about getting invested in the hornets you've also had hornets media on yeah spencer percy like when it's fun it's fun right now they are just the worst it's bad and they have i feel like they set themselves up for this are they what are they doing to improve their team it's frustrating i don't know how you like do it and care i don't care right now okay well like a week and a half ago you did i haven't cared for like a month well good welcome do you remember early like in the i don't year? go i don't go to aj's on wednesday nights for sports trivia anymore and say hey where's the hornets game at you were in why it, do they not have the hornets game on you were they won eight games you were in it longer than i was well, it took you longer I have, I have thicker skin or you're i have thicker hornet skin or a smaller brain <laughs> I mean, that's not the case <laughs> we'll take a break. Uh, Mark Greenhouse joins us after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Taking a quick look at your stock market report. Uh, The Dow closed out on a positive note. It was up 395 points at 37,860. 
The NASDAQ was up 255 points at 15,310, and the S&P was up 58 at 4,839. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Alex, you like that wrestler, uh, Pentagon, Pentagon Jr., Pentagon? Yes. Yeah. He's super cool, man. Uh, I watched, did you ever watch Lucha Underground? Yes. That was awesome. It was on Netflix years ago. Yes. I really really got into that, really got into the Pentagon. But anyway, me and Alex just shot a video, and Glenn said thanks, and I said Alex has zero mierda mierda okay all right fair enough uh what's up shane on youtube hope you're uh doing well man shane i hope to see you and uh your pops out at trivia at aj's one night and uh thank you for supporting pirate radio as always let's uh quickly head out to the pirate radio live line joining us mark greenhelge golf shop radio show coming your way on saturday saturday morning here on pirate radio uh greeny how you doing today man Cliff, i'm doing great how about you doing all right uh the uh episode two by the way of the holt naylor show has dropped and they talked to harold varner the third uh on the live tour saw a headline today uh about john rom's upcoming live debut uh what else uh what are we following right now in the world of golf greeny what's on your radar right now well, it's still interesting that, you know, we had this big signing of John Rahm. He still doesn't have a team uh, for Live Golf. And last I saw, the only place you actually saw him on the website was on their homepage. He's actually not listed as a player yet on Live. So I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with that. And then, obviously, we've got uh, – we're back on the West Coast. We get out of Hawaii. We're back on the West Coast. So we've got the uh, American Express. Now, there's an outside chance that we're waiting for Tiger to commit to the Farmers next week at Torrey Pines in San Diego, but if he hasn't committed at this point, I don't think it's going to happen as we're talking. So um, we're probably not going to see Tiger until next month at his event, the Genesis. And then you got the LPGA kicking off their season in their kind of quasi-event with celebrities. So a little bit of good stuff going on in the uh, on the golf world right now. I know, Greeny, you always say you, uh, you really start to dial in once they get to Florida. Uh, which will be in uh, late February, early March. But they're in uh, California the next few weeks. And then does the waste management still have the appeal that it had 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 still there. I mean, you got all the shenanigans that go on at the 16th, and that seems to uh, always be a draw. And a lot of people enjoy watching that and all the beer cans and beer raining down on people and stuff like that. So, it's fun. I mean, it's a good one-off. There's been other tournaments that have tried to copy that that uh, aura, if you will, but they've been unsuccessful. And I think you know you're probably better served just letting it be that one event. So it's not so bad when it's one event. But yeah, I mean, it's still there. You you probably don't get as many players. It'll be interesting to see what the field looks like this week as we have the new signature events and all that going on. So uh, field might be down a little bit, but uh, it's always a fun event to watch. Mark Greenelge, uh, Golf Shop Show, joining us, Clemson alum, and uh, we always talk about your Tigers, Greeny. I did say they would bounce back in a big way against Boston College. They did that, but, man, a midweek loss to uh, Georgia Tech at home was not uh, what the Tiger faithful were hoping. So what's going on with uh, Clemson Hoops right now? Losers of four out of five. Just, uh, 
I don't, you know, not shooting well, really. Uh, you know me, I, that's why I don't watch clip because they always seem to disappoint when they're supposed to be good. And, you know, they'll make this little run somewhere in the middle of the season, but like last year, it wasn't enough to get them into the NCAA tournament, although I felt like they should have been. So, you know, if you had won a couple of these games, I mean, you have to beat the Georgia Techs. You have to beat the Virginia Techs. Losing at home to, to North Carolina is not so bad. Losing on the road to Memphis isn't so bad. You know, if you're going to lose to the, the teams, lose to the teams that you should lose to, but you got to beat the ones that you're supposed to beat. And if that's not the case, then you don't even have a shot at the tournament. So, uh, yeah, just got to keep get, get better shooting. Got to work that inside-outside game a little bit better. Greeny, uh, let's talk a little football. The headliner this weekend is Chiefs-Bills. You can hear all the action of the divisional round right here on Pirate Radio. Which um, which road dog has the best chance to win, Greeny? The Texans against Baltimore, the Packers in San Fran, or the Bucks going to Detroit to face the Lions? If one of those underdogs is to win, which one would it be? Probably Tampa Bay. Uh, I would say I don't I don't hold a lot of stock in the other ones. I mean, Baltimore seems to be the, the other than San Francisco playing the best. I mean, those that really look like the two teams that are going to end up in the Super Bowl, barring any injuries right now. So I don't give anybody going into those places much of a chance. So you got to almost look at, at Tampa Bay going, you know, going in and, and having a shot at that game because they seem to have found a little bit of something to give them a little bit of life and you don't know what you're going to get out of the Lions. I mean, do the Lions have the euphoria of finally winning a playoff game in whatever, how 20, 30 years that it was. And do they have that let down the following week? So that remains to be seen as well. And, uh, you know, Tampa Bay could pull the upset. One of those NFC South teams that nobody gave any real hope to might win two in a row. And Greeny's still uh, seeing, I don't know, seems like a weird match, but Belichick to Atlanta, seeing those uh, rumors still floating out there and Arthur Blank hot and heavy on uh, the former Patriots coach. Uh, I don't know, if that does work out, how much success do you think Bill Belichick has left uh, in his career? Uh, enough to get the record. Let's yeah. put it that way. Uh, I think, you know, and again, I mean, the, the, people always say, well, you go, to the, you go to the Atlanta Falcons, you don't have to win a whole lot of football games to be in playoff contention, which is true right yeah. now. The Panthers are still in a little bit of disarray. Obviously, Tampa Bay is in the playoffs and won last week, but not necessarily a juggernaut, and the Saints are kind of the same way. You know, until Dallas retained Mike McCarthy, I would have thought that maybe Dallas would be a nice opportunity that Jerry Jones would say, you know what? Somebody like Bill Belichick coming in, let me give you the reins and see what you can do for two, three, four years and win me a Super Bowl. But uh, I guess that went right out the window with the announcement they were going to keep McCarthy around. I still think the Chargers, in terms of Bill's tenure and what he wants to accomplish, the Chargers probably fit him the best. But if Atlanta's willing to open the checkbook, then it's, it's, it's probably the second best option. Greeny, good stuff. Uh, what do you guys have planned for Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Show? Well, it looks like our man Bill Bender has uh, a kids' sporting event to go to, so we'll just talk about uh, NFL and uh, maybe some college basketball and sports in general at that time slot. Then we will catch up with Mike McAllister to talk about Live Golf, as you brought that up earlier. And then we're going to check in with the Farmers Insurance Open and Marty Gorsuch out there in uh, San Diego out of Torrey Pines. So we'll see you. Uh, on the off chance that Tiger has made his way into the field, but uh, it should be a pretty good field anyway. All right, Greeny and crew coming up Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio Golf Shop Show. Greeny, thanks for joining us today. Have a great show, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, Cliff, have a good one. Thanks. 
Thank you. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop, coming your way on Saturday. We'll take our final time out, come back, get ready to wrap things up on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese, biscuits, and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, filling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. <clears throat> All right. Uh, only one game involving ranked opponents tonight in college basketball on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Come to the box. Come, Come to the box. Indiana will be at Wisconsin here on a Friday night. Coming up Saturday, a slew of top 25 action. Looking at top 10 teams, number nine, Baylor, will be at Texas. Uh oh. Texas facing Baylor. I really hope I do Baylor it? does not go oh. horns down on Saturday, or we could have World War Three. <laughs> Uh, right here on our doorstep in the United States. Although Texas does think of itself as a its own entity. I don't even know if they consider themselves part of the United States at this point. Number two, Bay, uh, Purdue on the road at Iowa. Uh, UCF, will they be going more horns down <laughs> when they take on Houston? Coming up at 2 o'clock, uh, the Cougs, number five in the nation, 15-2. and two. Tennessee, hosting alabama number four north carolina on the road at bc kansas number three in the country will be at west by god virginia number eight kentucky hosting georgia number one in all the land it's yukon they'll be at villanova eight o'clock saturday night and number seven duke will be at home against pitt in cameron saturday night do you have an itinerary for tomorrow a sports day itinerary not really i know one texans fan jake Yep. Uh, might be watching some Texans football with him. He invited me too, but I will be out of town. Congrats on the invite. I did get one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, nah, I, I'm just going to try to stay warm on a cold football and basketball Saturday. All right. Sounds good. Shirley, we'll see you Monday. Alex, good job, buddy. Appreciate it. Sean, have a great weekend. You do the same. Monday, wall-to-wall ECU baseball coverage because uh, it'll be media day, and we'll have that for you here on Pirate Radio. So we'll talk to you then. For the crew, I am Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.